Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Good morning. My name is Patrick Murphy, and I am a United Methodist pastor in eastern North Carolina who's had the privilege of serving congregations that comprise largely veteran and active duty military populations. Today's scripture readings begin with Psalm 81. Sing aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy to the God of Jacob. Raise a song Sound the tambourine, the sweet lyre with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on our festal day. For it is a statute for Israel, an ordinance of the God of Jacob. He made it a decree in Joseph when he went out over the land of Egypt. I hear a voice I had not known. I relieved your shoulder of the burden Your hands were freed from the basket. In distress you called, and I rescued you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you. O Israel, if you would but listen to me, there shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. Then I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe before him, and their doom would last forever. I would feed you with the finest of wheat, and with honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. The second reading comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 2, verses 4 through 13. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, What wrong did your ancestors find in me, that they went far from me, and went after worthless things, and became worthless themselves? They did not say, Where is the Lord who brought us up from the land of Egypt, who led us in the wilderness, in a land of deserts and pits, in a land of drought and deep darkness, in a land that no one passes through, where no one lives? I brought you into a plentiful land to eat its fruits and its good things. But when you entered, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. The priests did not say, Where is the Lord? Those who handled the law did not know me. The rulers transgressed against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal. 
and went after things that do not profit. Therefore, once more, I accuse you, says the Lord, and I accuse your children's children. Cross to the coasts of Cyprus and look. Send to Kedar and examine with care. See if there has ever been such a thing. Has a nation changed its gods even though they are no gods? But my people have changed their glory for something that does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked, be utterly desolate, says the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and dug out cisterns for themselves, cracked cisterns that can hold no water. The third reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verses 14 through 31. About the middle of the festival, Jesus went up into the temple and began to teach. The Jews were astonished at it, saying, How does this man have such learning when he has never been taught? Then Jesus answered them, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. Anyone who resolves to do the will of God will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own. Those who speak on their own seek their own glory, but the one who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and there is nothing false in him. Did not Moses give you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. Why are you looking for an opportunity to kill me? The crowd answered, You have a demon. Who is trying to kill you? Jesus answered them, I performed one work, and all of you are astonished. Moses gave you circumcision. It is, of course, not from Moses, but from the patriarchs. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath in order that the law of Moses may not be broken, are you angry with me because I healed a man's whole body on the Sabbath? Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. Now some of the people of Jerusalem were saying, Is not this the man whom they are trying to kill? And here he is speaking openly. But they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Messiah? Yet we know where this man is from. But when the Messiah comes, no one will know where he's from. Then Jesus cried out as he was teaching in the temple, You know me, and you know where I am from. I have not come on my own, but the one who sent me is true, and you do not know him. I know him because I am from him, and he sent me. Then they tried to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him because his hour had not yet come. Yet many in the crowd believed in him and were saying, when the Messiah comes, will he do more signs than this man has done? On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, Out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit, which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no Spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, and welcome to the third Wednesday of Lent. 
This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's co-host is Patrick Murphy, reading from uh, the 81st Psalm, uh, Jeremiah 2, and John, Gospel of John, chapter 7. Uh, and this morning, it's a, several lengthy readings. Um, and Jeremiah's is really fascinating. I was going over some readings, and old work, um, schoolwork I did for Jeremiah, known as the weeping prophet. And you see that in um, what God is having him say. Um, what wrong did your ancestors find in me, that they went far away? You know, speaking for God, uh, if he's speaking for God, God is lamenting that um, Israel is stubborn and um, he's done all these things for them and yet they still refuse to refuse to believe and um, live in the way that God has prescribed for them. Um, and John, But the reading from John really kind of stood out to me um, because I, I remember being told, never like looking it up on my own, um, but I remember being told that it was most likely that Jesus did have some kind of training. Um, otherwise, they never would have invited him to read from the Torah. Um, I think earlier in John, and uh, at least another gospel or two, um, when he reads Isaiah 60 and says, this is fulfilled in your hearing. Um, but he doesn't deny in this passage, he doesn't deny that he, he's never had any training or teaching. He, he simply says, my teaching isn't mine, but it's who sent it, it belongs to the, the he who sent me. Um, and one of the things that stood out to me was, besides like not judging, judge with right judgment. Um, but he, um, he seem he presents, he never denies that he doesn't have something. If people accuse him of, uh, you know, not having any training, he, he doesn't deny it, even though maybe, maybe it's true. I don't know. Um, Jesus is okay being mistaken for the lowest um, class that, you know, he's accused of. Um, he uh, repeatedly and consistently um, dines with, entertains, and, and um, is in friendship with people who um, the rest of society tells him you shouldn't be friends with. Either they're, they're lepers and, and they're dirty and we have a legitimate concern that you know, you're risking your health by associating with them. Or there's some moral thing like prostitutes or tax collectors where you know, maybe you're not going to catch you know, prostitution or, or tax collection, but it's something that uh, the people of his day and still today uh, look down upon. And he has no problem with it. He has no problem getting down into the, the mud and the suck and the, 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 the earthy and difficult realities of life. Um, and that, that's something that um, I find value in, uh, both because of my own military training, but also because of my theological training. Um, the, the passage that I think really drives us home, we didn't read this this morning, but that, that Jesus, though he was God, gave up godly qualities um, and took the form of a servant, even to the point of death. 
Um, and that is reminiscent of the same point, like Jesus is okay um, being mistaken for um, the worst kind of thing that you might think he is. He allows himself to be killed for insurrection, for claiming to, to um, be God, uh, to be God's son. He never denies any horrible accusation or, or accusation that society thinks is horrible. Like, oh, you, you hang out with tax collectors. He's like, yeah, I do. Um, and this, is, I think, is to subvert our idea about this social order. Um, and if it's true, if, if Jesus is God, um, then uh, what that means about how we create class and how that recreates us is important. Um, if we tell people, or if we believe in our hearts, if we judge wrongly, because we judge by appearances, if we look at someone on the street um, and think that there's something wrong with them, that if we think kind of highly of ourselves based on what we're looking at before us, then that will be or is in reality already has been flipped. That by engaging in that um, misjudgment, we have in fact judged ourselves to be of lowly spiritual class. Uh, of not understanding what Jesus is here to do. The, the good news is that those on the bottom are not on the bottom. Um, and he frequently leaves unsaid, just like he doesn't deny certain accusations. He often coyly refrains from correcting or, or saying things that will get him in trouble, like if the good news is for the poor, then it's kind of bad news for the rich. It's not, it's not um, guaranteed just by being rich. doesn't mean you're not going to be, you're not going to enter heaven, but it makes it a whole lot more difficult. The more prestige and status and class that you have, it endangers your ability to remember that you're no different than that person that you walk, walk by on the street holding a, a cardboard sign. Um, and Jesus is here to remind us that we not judge by appearances, that we judge rightly, um, and that um, we don't necessarily need all the, the, the training and the teaching or the, the social prestige. All we need to do is believe that we are loved by God um, and that God loves us and that we, um, that that is enough, that God created a world in which we have enough and that we don't have to, you know, enter this rat race and think that, you know, as long as I'm not on the bottom rung. Um, the truth is the bottom rung is right there on the ground where God is. Um, and I think that's a really powerful reminder, um, not just in, during this pandemic, but um, in general, uh, to remember that we are no different than our neighbors, um, that what we do... Um, for others reflects what what uh, probably we deserve to have done to ourselves um, because that is what it means to um, to judge with right judgment A prayer for joy in God's creation from the book of common prayer O Heavenly Father, who has filled the world with beauty, 
open our eyes to behold your gracious hand in all your works, that, rejoicing in your whole creation, we may learn to serve you with gladness for the sake of him through whom all things were made, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.